Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I am the keeper of arcane lore, and this is episode 56. Our recap will be given by David Gasway as his character, Dr. Roland Kurz. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you, Tom. Things, I fear, are spiraling far out of any control we had imagined ourselves to possess. Dr. Zordanov translated for us a document that we believe describes the Sedefkar head, calling it the Zhuzheta idol, its history of madness and violence, and directed us to the university and an academician there, Chedenko. This fellow believed the idol to be in storage, but we were preceded there by the brothers of the skin, who decapitated one worker and beat two others to death and nearly so there. The sole survivor muttered in Bulgarian something like, his shoulders were not his own. There was a brief firefight in which we were badly outmatched, and only the uncanny Memsahis allowed Dabrowski to survive it, so missing three fingers that were too mutilated to salvage. Although I suppose I could always replace those at a later date, should we survive. Major Khrushchev got us away from the scene of the carnage and from the other authorities and off to a safe house. He knows that the butchers, as he calls the brethren, have infiltrated the police. Bloch continued to have visions through his stolen eye, and Christianov is preparing a raid on the brethren, despite the risk of an ambush. However, before we depart, Bloch's vision of the berobed cultists in a cathedral-like cave in the Srednagora Mountains is interrupted by a mad rush of intense violence, and the cultic ritual is interrupted. Some impossible, clawed figure in black and white tearing the brothers to shreds before dispatching the cultist who bore Bloch's eye, plunging us all very much into the darkness. So that's where you are. In the safe house still. Um, did you discuss that with Chris, with Major Christoph? Christoph. Uh, Christoph. Christoph. <laughs> uh, uh, he's already given you some clue as to where it sounds like you're describing, Gunter. Mm -hmm. Which would be uh, 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 Srednagora. A local mountain range. What? What do you want to do? He thinks, Christopher thinks that you need to get all the weapons you guys have and go up there and destroy this, the butchers, once and for all, if that's their hideout. Am I still seeing anything through the eye? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. In fact, the pain in your head is gone. I have the odd feeling we're not getting your eye back. Yeah, I think so. 
think you're right also. But yeah, also <laughs> again with some MCHs, we can get some other eye and pop it back in. No trouble at all. It's a bigger problem being that if they if they were waiting to bring the head back for some ritual and yet they are being destroyed by something that you could barely see, we might be in more danger from that thing than from the machine gun they toted up there on the truck. Well, as as with the previous that that uh, cave encounter we witnessed before, there were definitely two parties interested. Uh, no, I think we've been we have been followed for a long time by something. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one that killed. The man who stole um, Cavallaro's voice. Fachida. The thing at the clock tower. Faccia. Faccia. Oh. Yeah. And my dream, my dream of walking on the the roof of the train. And... It's peculiar, this. It could be. It could be that thing, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Well, I mean, we have some allies with us. We know the head's there. We need to get the head. I, I feel like this might be our best shot. Yeah, we're so close. All we need now is the head and then the information to destroy it all. You hear, there's there's obviously stuff going on around you at the the safe house. You hear that Christov is going to bring at least uh, six men with with him. Um, all of them armed with either uh, shotguns or um, what are they? They are uh, carbines, oh. riot shotguns. That's that's and maybe good, one submachine gun as well. That's a good start. But if if this is in it, we we may need explosives here. Um, um, the major, if if you ask major, he says he'll put dynamite in the, the yeah. car to bring with him. Yes, please. And, and uh, to be honest, he's not interested in taking prisoners. He's interested in wiping these people out because obviously there's danger because the police department he thinks has members of the cult in it or is working with them in some ways. Or they all just think that he's an idiot yeah. for coming up with his theories. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're in a cave environment and they outnumber us, but they're in the cave, you know, we could. Yeah, that's where the explosives would come in. They can they can turn our smaller numbers into a into a more powerful force. Oh, that's a point. Um, the question is, if we think there's something uh, unnatural and very powerful in the cave, do we wish this fellow and his brave men to rush in there to their demise? Well, I mean, I've relayed that there's danger there. So they're still anxious to go. After years of being terrorized by things like disembodied hands and people whose skin is torn off, perhaps they have 
prepared themselves to throw caution to the wind. Mm. Well, I believe he said they could be ready to attack by midnight. How close are we to that? We'll say you're, you know, you're getting close. Maybe another half hour or so. And um, the major is prepared to arm us as well, at least, so we won't be wandering in empty-handed as we did sure. to the university. Yeah, absolutely. Get a uh, um, handgun of some kind from them, because I'm much better at that than long rifles. Yeah, they've got handguns and everything else. Okay. Um, for Dr. Dr. Naruta, go ahead and roll an intelligence roll. Twenty-eight is a hard success. Okay. You also recall the very odd phone call that they just received a few minutes ago, giving you an idea of where the bad guys were. Um, the major had relayed to you that it was a very strange from from some, you know, peasant living up in the hills. That's right. But his his way of phrasing things was odd. A horseless carriage with fresh musket holes through the front window. Yeah, as if he was speaking from the Bulgarian he learned a hundred years ago. Or and not that's not that far, but not currently. And he said yeah, he was so... from the police department, so he has no idea what the source is. So, I mean, if it is, hmm, yeah, perhaps it is our, our acquaintance, let's call him, it, strange, very strange. I think, I mean, Gunter, did you get... Any glimpse of what was attacking them in the cave? Was it just one? It was just a blur. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, whoever was, for lack of a better term, wearing my eye or using my eye, it was seemed frantic and just saw a blur and then blood. But the They're violence kicked. was... Uh, yes, no order. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering if yeah. So I'm just wondering if there, if it if the attack was only carried out by one entity that it placed a phone call to us. Uh how long was the time between the receipt of the phone call and uh, Block's vision? Maybe no more than 15 minutes or so. No, maybe maybe longer, maybe 45 minutes or so. Yeah. The phone call came first or? Phone call was first, yeah. Phone call came mm -hmm. first. I wonder Do if... We... Please, Thursby. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, that... that, uh, that horseless carriage with portals in it it's making me think of world war one tanks or armored cars and i think it was musket holes 
musket holds. Yeah. So that kind of makes me think if we should maybe try to just come up with a, a couple rudimentary smoke grenades, like if we could find some potassium nitrate, lactose, and maybe some sodium birate, we could I think. make some smoke grenades, which would be good if something like that came up, we wouldn't be able to deal with it. But if we well, I, I think it was the, the truck, because the, the truck where they mounted the machine gun had taken um, bullets from the police. Yeah. During their escape. I think that's what the villager was referring to. I don't think I guess I don't know if they have any old equipment from the from the Great War. Um I mean they had the machine gun, obviously. Yeah, I'm just thinking if we could if we could come up, if we could make a couple, two or three smoke grenades, that could neutralize that without having to worry about dealing with it in a combat like approach i'm just thinking i, like, I have the odd feeling that whatever whatever's in that cave has already cleared the way for us yeah this thing seems to both shadow us and um, in a way assist us from within the shadows i mean it, it killed it killed Fachia. it had every opportunity to kill us Hmm. If again, if it is the same thing, yeah, speculation certainly. So we arm ourselves. Uh, I think, uh, Thursby, I should have no trouble providing a couple of uh, inorganic chemical implements. That'd be great. Nature. We could just mm. empty out a soup, scan a soup, and we could make it in that. That'd be great. It's precautionary, yeah. But I also wonder if we will get up there and find only that the brethren have been rendered into their component bits and there'll be no witness. The question is whether the head will still be there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's better to be prepared and not need it than not be prepared and need it. As, as a but at the same time, I mean... Hers makes a good point. We don't if we need to get there before the head is moved by somebody to another location that will never find it again. That is true. As a question to Tom, which hand is my three fingers missing from? Or my two fingers? This is just decide. Okay, I'll give the arm that I don't pull a trigger with, so then I can use a rifle. <laughs> Why isn't this gun working? So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could just rest rest the rifle on my... Because I'm better with a rifle than I am a pistol, so if I have a rifle... <laughs> well, the nice right. thing about so, the shotgun is that you don't actually need to be able to do anything clever with it. Just not pointed at your well, friends. Wherever we get Gunter's new eye from, I think we could get you some new fingers, too. That is true. Might be some lying around up there from what I saw. <laughs> um, Christova's going to arm you, so you can make your choice as to what you want if you've got the stats for that weapon. Okay. It's going to be either a rifle, a gun, a shotgun, a, a combine. I'm I'm not I'm kind of gun ignorant. I'm not exactly sure what a combine is. 
Combine or carbine? Carbine. carbine. Oh, is it a carbine? A combine is a big gigantic that, thing they used to hunt. Yeah. Oh, uh, like if we, we, we can get one of those up the mountain, that'd be impressive. <laughs> they seem, they seem the to be guys. farming. If there's a carbine going, I'll go for a carbine. Hey, if, if there's an army of wheat standing in our way, that's what we want. And I yep. think it's carbine. Hmm? Carbine? Carbine or carbine. Yeah, inside. Oh. But for us over here, it's carbines. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair okay. All right. <clears throat> so Christova's like, all right, let's uh, let's all pile in. Uh, you'll probably go up in oh three vehicles. You think? Yeah. Yeah. And if okay. we have someone, a Bulgarian who speaks a little bit of German or English or something in each one, so we are not completely in disarray. Sure. Um, just just so you know, a carbine is just basically a short rifle. It doesn't a short have, rifle? Yeah, it doesn't have to be semi-automatic. Like in World War II, carbines, like the M1 carbine was a shortened rifle, but it was a semi-automatic rifle and then later became a fully automatic rifle. But it's just sort of the size it's not like a big giant rifle it's uh more it actually compact. says here short carbine yeah the short riot, riot shotguns and a machine and a submachine gun they which were is what, like a tommy gun yeah tommy gun would be a submachine gun an mp40 a sten sten gun those are all uh, and and major kristova carries a browning automatic rifle Oh wow, geez, yeah, that, that's <laughs> wow. That's, you know? that's a light light machine gun there. And as he reiterates, they're not interested in taking prisoners. Well, if it's carrying that weaponry, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh you leave around midnight, you drive through the you know, the the darkness, um, not much in the way of street lights. Uh you're driving out into the countryside. Um, you are heading towards um, uh, Sednagora, which is the nearest little town is uh, Chukorovo, Chukorovo, which is about 25 miles southeast of Sofia. Um, you get up there and then you've got to kind of guess because you're uh, you're not exactly sure. So Gunter uh why don't you do uh let's just say a a spot hidden to see if you can sort of help guide 14 uh as a one short of a hard so so right around we'll say about 1 30 a.m um guys are kind of speculating you're you're telling them we need to go around towards this side of the mountain because i think the shapes on the mountain will then line up with what i sort of saw in my head and as you're doing that <clears throat> um all of the rest of you can do spot hiddens ooh 15 59 well it's a success Twenty-nine is just barely a hard success for me. Okay. Sounds hard a like Theodore got the best roll. Um, Theodore, you're looking out of one of the windows as they're driving, and you notice a place where it seems like a lot of the shrubbery 
uh, has been moved towards the side. It looks like there's barbed wire in there and stuff. Shrubbery. Um, but it's definitely that shrub. It looks shrubbery. That you suddenly realize that something was concealed here. This was where they had, you know, weeds and shrubs and stuff all wrapped up in wire. It's been moved out of the side, and there's definitely a road going. Yeah, look there. The That's no ordinary shrub shrubbery. And so you turn onto that road. Um, there you can see in the the headlamps that there are fresh ruts sort of in the road. Uh, up here, there's a little more snow uh, on the sides of the hill. Um, the the ground is naturally wet. It's not particularly freezing cold right now. It's kind of an, uh, a warmer evening in the middle of winter. Yeah. Uh, probably, though, it's probably about 30, 35 degrees. Um, you follow that up for a while. And it takes, oh, maybe another half hour or so. Um, it finally flattens out between two large crags of rock. And you glimpse way ahead of you on the road uh, where the headlights sort of twinkle the light down there. There's some twinkles coming from bits of metal. You realize that there is a car, maybe a truck, and maybe 300 feet or so down the road. It's just sitting there. There's no lights. It's just the reflections from your headlights. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not good. No motion at all that we're detecting? It's too far away for you to really see, but it is right up next to a sort of a cliff face. You yeah, we should tell the major forward, to, or do you want to? We should, we should tell the major, I mean, point it out to the major. He uh, has military experience. He can make some judgment, I think. But we certainly need to douse our lights before we get too close. Okay. Do we have we have two vehicles? You said. Yeah, two or three. 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 Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 You've got the major, and then you've got. Did I say five or six? Six. Other soldiers. Yeah. Well, police soldiers, trusted ones. Yep. All right. So what you do is you turn out your lights. You park your cars quietly. And you all get out, and you're going to walk up the road um, and hopefully surprise them, if that's possible. Okay. So you get out. There's um, there's a bit of moonlight shining down on you along the road. So you can sort of see reflections in the snow because it's wider than the rest of the ground around it. You can see large patches of dirt. Uh, and rock. And uh, as you're walking towards this quietly, try not to make too much crunching noise with your feet. Like you always do spot hiddens. Yes, a, sir. Just a suggestion instead of all yes. like bumped in the road. If we could do like two column single file on either side of the road would be kind of okay. nice. So like if there's um, an attack from one side, the other side can in anyway it's it's more just an idea just wanted to you can at this point though uh on your on your left 
the at the edge of the road it drops down into the valley oh, down wow. towards the river way down there and then yeah. on this side it's turning into cliffs going up the Oh, the yeah, really but it's it's I, about well the road itself is still about 15 20 feet wide it's it's like an old fire break road or something going up spot spot hidden uh oh. i got an o3 on the spot hidden which is an extreme so, okay. it's a regular success 64 fail i also got an extreme we waste each other's energy dubrovsky oh. Oh, yes, we did. So as you are approaching uh, this clearing where the cars are, uh, um, I'll, I'll describe that in a second, you guys notice that there are a lot of patches where the snow has melted. It's rocky. It's pretty much rock and dirt. Um, there are little spring flowers that are coming up. Um, you can't see the color very well. They're very dark, maybe dark blue or dark purple. Um, they're just popping up, you know, like an early spring in this area. And as you're walking, you're noticing more and more of these in the cracks and crevices and coming up from between rocks. It's not, it's not overly weird uh but it does seem kind of early in the year to see these little purple flowers do they remind do, uh, when we're in france down in that like basement there was purple flowers growing well those around. were roses oh those were roses okay yeah and they were sort of glowing in colors that you couldn't quite put your thumb on were, oh okay very strange. But we have oh, these been... look like weeds. Okay. Yeah. We have been followed or are following unseasonably warm weather, though, on our journey. It's curious. Uh, Do any of you have botany or uh, anything else like it? Natural I, I have natural, natural world. Natural. Yeah, really good in natural yeah. world. I actually have pretty good also. Oh, yeah, I have a hard. Maybe six fail again. Okay. <laughs> well, if you so choose, you can reach down and pluck, you know, a stem of the flowers and you look at it. It's got a sweet smell. It's a funny looking little flower, a little weed flower with a little cup over the top. And um, you think it's perhaps um, something in... Uh, uh, you're, you're trying to remember what you think it might be. Um, it, it might be aconite, aconitum, or uh, monk's hood. That's a common weed. It grows everywhere in the world. Um, and should usually bring a flower in May, or April? May, it is a spring flower. So Yeah, so very premature. Um, do a knowledge roll. Oh, now I have a 99. <laughs> These okay. flowers well, are extremely powerful explosives. 
Sorry. Uh, those, well, those of you who passed earlier, yeah, you can also roll your knowledge roll if Dr. Roland identifies it as Akinitum. Yeah. I passed again. This is intelligence? Yeah, that, that works. Or I passed on natural world with a 29 That's and cool. intelligence. Well, Akinitum, uh, Monk's Hood, uh, Education has has been it. It's one of those herbs that is in a lot of occult literature and legend and stuff. Ah, like that's my area expertise. It is also a deadly poison. Mm. It has been used to murder people from time immemorial. Some people even say that Socrates was actually given aconite instead of uh, hem uh, uh, hemlock. Um. It's also known as wolfbane. That's uh I wouldn't suggest tasting that plant, Roland. Hmm. Yeah, aconite is uh what's that good for again? Headache? Uh, really it's good curious. for it's good for ending <laughs> it's it's good for ending all headaches forever. Um oh, that's yeah, wolfsbane. Yeah, yeah. Right after you have the biggest headache of your yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, things that, sometimes things get worse before they get better. So you start to approach this little clearing and you're doing it very cautiously. You can see that in this little clearing, uh, there is, uh, there are, I shouldn't say there are, There are two large machine guns, I'm sorry, two large trucks, one of which you think you recognize, and three large cars, also one of which Gunter thinks he might recognize from his vision. Um, but just before you get into that clearing, there doesn't seem to be anybody around. Um, do a spot hidden once again. Mm -hmm. um, anybody pass oh all of us i thought it was just yeah, yeah so let's there. see i'm 14 is too shy of an extreme success darn 66 Fail okay so um, i have a hard success so dr neruda as you guys are all very carefully sneaking up um your foot sort of gets hooked on something metal uh, in front of you, and as you look down, you realize there is a large machine gun laying at your feet, um, half sort of hidden in the rocks. Uh, by the way, how are you all seeing? You probably have flashlights, don't you? You're not walking with them, but you're yeah, I have I finding have your that. way. Is, isn't it walking a full off moon? the cliff? It isn't is a full it? moon, so you can sort of see it. There's some um, this. This is uh, uh, the large machine gun that you probably are sure you saw before. Uh, it's a Maxim machine gun. Um, it is 50 feet away from the truck that it was on, and it looks like it's been just smashed against this rock here in front of you. Um, hey, 
Looks like somebody has dealt with the machine gun in a rather uh, serious way. Hmm. Yeah, Major Christopher. How, how heavy is it? Oh, yeah, I try to move it. This the big one. It's like a, it would, you'd have to need two people probably to carry it Just around. To, yeah, to, how oh, these, to move this is one thing, and to smash it is quite another. Does it look it looks like it might have been thrown from oh something so that moves so quickly that uh it could not really be seen um, the the patches of aconite are, is it is it they are spread out or is it a sprinkling or are they include clumps by this time, they're pretty much all over the place. Yeah, they're in little clumps. They'll grow wherever there's a little dirt sticking between some rocks and mm -hmm. things they're like not, that. They're not in patches that go left, right, left, right, or anything no. like that. No, They're just well, increasing. There is a lot less. There is a lot less snow up here where you are. Yeah. It's uh, it reminds me, Thursby, of your temperature circumstance it seems as though our predecessor is uh running rather warm as you run rather chilly mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice out you also began to smell something in the air um smells like fuel like oh. gasoline petrol Oh, that's probably not good, like a ruptured uh, tank. Yeah. And indeed, sure. as you move closer to the cars, they're all dripping from underneath, as if the fuel tanks have been ruptured. Well, that's really not good. But the uh, this feels very deliberate. Um, yeah. All three of the fuel tanks have been punctured. Cars too. It's like somebody didn't want anybody to leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about our vehicles now. Yeah, I'll have uh, I'll bend down and you know being somewhat cautious with the flashlight to not display everything wildly. I'm sort of here at the tank and see if I can tell how it was injured, broken. Yeah. You look under there and you're going to have to do a bit of a sanity roll for this one. But something grabbed a hold of this, these each, each vehicle in turn, because you can see from the dents and the the damage done to the frame lifted the car up, left up, left a really nasty sort of mark where it it shoved the car up, reached underneath there, and just tore a gigantic gash in the gasoline tank with what looks like claw. Yeah, you start uh, to think about the creatures from uh, Doctor Bellanzada back in uh, Vinkovici. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I 
it didn't pass my sand roll. So one, two. Uh, just take one point of damage. You are expecting weird stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bloch, I think if uh, you might consider having a look here, I think just to see if this matches the last image you had of the hand of the assailant inside. It's hard to tell size from your vision, but yeah, something with a claw was killing people, and this looks like yeah. a claw. Mm. Oh, really? That yeah. You you then locate, of course, other damage to the cars, the vehicles that definitely look like a claw of some sort was raked across the finish, across maybe one of the tires is popped from something, yeah. grabbing a hold of it. And of course, there is fuel all over the ground here. Yeah, you can smell it. It's mixed with the dirt. Hmm. Well, are there any uh, jerry cans in the trucks, like that, uh, with extra fuel? Um, you can do a luck roll, maybe. Is the fuel still leaking out, or is it long drained? Oh, it's. It might just be dripping this point but it's it's definitely mostly been drained got it so back you don't see any pools of it because it's kind of soaked into the rocks and things yeah no luck no luck no okay no yeah there's no other cans of gas um Mm. it's about this point that you can smell another smell that sort of is adding as you're as you're up near the cars it smells like sulfur like Mm. rotten eggs yeah uh and as you're sort of you know cautiously looking around you do see a small path leading up to the entrance to a cave the cave entrance is about oh 15 feet wide maybe 15 feet tall and in the moonlight, you can see billows of white, you'd think white smoke coming out of them, perhaps steam. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, the major says, as he looks over where you're looking, he says, uh, there are these, uh, these mountains are volcanic. They're there are hot springs and things like that in these mountains and caves. Ah, that would explain the smell. Yeah, this is better news than the possibility of an imminent explosion, but I will still take out a handkerchief to protect my breathing. Uh, I think we must make haste. Uh, we don't want to have to sift through the rubble of half a mountainside to find one little head. Nope. Um, in addition to that, you do notice a place where there were sandbags put up. Uh, there's another machine gun that's been knocked over. Um, they had this place fairly fortified. Where are the bodies? Is there blood? Nothing. Probably. Oh. Might be all in the cave. Yeah, having st- having stolen the head, they were preparing some kind of event. They all went in to meet their 
unwelcome visitor. Yeah. So as you approach the cave entrance, you definitely notice that the warmth of the air is warmer. That was a great, great sentence, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely warmer as you're approaching it. The air is coming out of it. It's it's almost as if the cave is breathing. Um, there's a, a sharp, you know, sulfury smell in the air, not to the point where it smells toxic. Yeah, but uh, like when you go to visit a hot springs. If if we can get our group to just kind of be still for a moment or two, do we hear anything at all? Like any sounds echoing out um, from the cave? Nothing. Just dead. There's side. also no light coming from the cave. It's pitch black. So so yeah, because something moving around even a bit down might create sort of an echoey sound, but we're not hearing anything. Hmm. Nothing. Well, do a do a listen. Ooh, 37, I believe. That's a success. Do, 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 do. Yep, that is a success. Well, let's say this. Um, out here, outside of the cave, you hear normal sounds. You hear the wind, uh, you know, lightly blowing across whatever. Uh, you might hear, well, crickets probably not this time of year, but if there's anything, a bird flying over, you'll hear that stuff for you don't really hear anything in the cave until you start to go in. And then all it is is maybe drip here, drip yeah. there. Okay. So maybe the sound of distant distant water okay. flowing. Hmm. But oh. nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> the, I mean, uh, we... I was going to say, once we go in there with it being pitch black, I'm just going to say, I guess... Some of us are going to need to turn on a flashlight. You can't see anything. So quick, yeah, we we might as yeah, exactly. We're we're giving ourselves away simply by moving. Mm-hmm. Our sounds are going to echo, so yeah, that surprise gonna, factor is gone. Trip and fall on something. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn on my flashlight. Okay, so you start into the cave. Um, it is wet, humid. Uh, you can hear you can hear the dripping. You can see that the the walls are a little sparkly because they're moist with with water. Um, uh, you can also all do dex rolls because the floor is slippery. Dex failure. Uh, well, I've been rolling re- really well. But now the eighty-five has come. Yeah. My eighty-seven. I, I failed, and I'm not spending the luck because I have F all luck as it is. So. Okay, so it just means that you stumble, you slip, you realize that the ground's a little treacherous because it's naturally wet and slick, and there's probably lichens and slimes that are growing on it from the constant moisture and warmth from inside the cave uh you don't hurt yourselves but yeah you make your way in my leg is not holding up under this kind of walk up the mountain and now it's a little unsteady starting to hurt yeah um 
that's about the time you notice uh, there are a couple of bundles of purple flowers uh, that were picked and accidentally dropped along the way as if somebody was carrying flowers in and lost a few of them as they went. Um, you can all do another spot hidden. Ooh. Ooh. Strange. Regular. I also got an extreme success. I found. We'll assume that those of you who have extreme successes get them because you're up towards the front of the column. Uh, Kristova is number one going in. And then you guys are all sort of mixed with the others. But right up ahead of you in the, in the, in the, the tunnel that you're in, you see somebody lying face down on the ground. Uh, they are dressed in a red robe and they seem to have been torn to shreds by something there is blood uh splattered on the walls and on the floor um not a lot of blood but there's definitely blood and this person looks like they've been literally torn up their back is ripped open one of their arms is been pulled out of its socket and torn right off of their body. Um, uh, Christovis, like, oh. what? What is? What I is somehow th- shouldn't there be more blood than this? What do you think to fixate on? If you're looking. There's something else that's odd is that arm that's been tore off. Um, the the tear off point uh, is partly ragged, but part of it looks almost like it was cut. Um, but when you look at it closer, you realize it's almost as if this arm had maybe been stitched on to somebody and pulled off, and the seam itself was where it tore. Mm-hmm. And the arm seems to be in a state of decay, hmm. rather rapidly decaying. Hmm. Yeah, the longer ago, like... the longer ago these pieces were stolen, the more rapidly they break down when the activity is is at end. I want to. Uh, Roll the figure over and have a look at its face. Okay. You roll it over, and its face has been torn off by a claw that just raked across it. Um, You realize also that its other hand is holding an axe, uh, gripping it, you know, almost with a... You wouldn't have rigor yet, but uh, as if he were killed before he could even do anything with his axe. Hi. Um, yeah, the robes that he's wearing seem some sort of ceremonial robes. Gunter, you think you might have glimpsed those robes? Yeah. Um, but he has been definitely viciously killed. Does not trying to escape. Wow. Oh, yeah, the figure has fallen in such a way it looks as though it was heading out of the cave. Yeah. 
Hmm. Uh-huh. You think it was heading out, it was grabbed from behind and just and shredded. Effortlessly uh-huh. shredded and thrown to the ground. Major, I think your days of dealing with the butchers may be at an end. But there's something else down here, or was. One of the Christovas, uh, is it Christov? Christov, 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 Christov. Major Christov is there with you. A couple of his men have gone a little bit farther ahead, and you hear one of them call out, and he says, "Uh, Major, you have to see this. And you all move forward, and the, the tunnel you're in opens up into a large cavern. Um, the you can feel the air sort of expand, you know, as you've stepped into it. Um, and you're kind of up high, and the cavern's kind of low, it dips down. It the flashlights of the men don't quite illuminate it fully and brightly, but you can see that there are the remnants of torches that were all around the room, stuck on various bits of stalagmite or stalactite and so forth. Some of them are still lit, but they're very low, and uh, it's been hours probably since they were lit, and they're almost about to go out. Um, You can smell pitch, uh, like tar, which is probably what they were made with. Mm -hmm. You can see that there was a massacre. There are bodies lying all over the place, some of them thrown up onto stalagmites, um, some of them uh, just torn torn up, very much like the one that you just saw. Some of them are in red robes. Some of them are in black business suits. Um, and all of them have that same sort of thing where certain parts of their body that were torn off seem to be in advanced decay. But The weird thing is in the center of this cavern, there is a pyramid that has been built. And you're not quite sure what it's built out of until you really look at it. Looks like it's been built out of skulls and heads. Jeez. And it's about, oh, 15 or 20 feet high. You can't really see onto the top of it. God, the smell in here is of blood and sulfur, and you can hear bubbling sounds off in the distance as you wow. come in. And there are bunches of purple flowers that seem to have been thrown all over this pyramid in a kind of ritual worship. Hmm. The heads that are towards the bottom of the pile are old and mostly skeletal. Some of them are, uh, you know, uh, what is it called? Desiccated flesh. And the higher up the pyramid they go, the more fresh they are. Um, It's not a pointy pyramid either. It seems to be going up and then flattening on the top. But you said we can't see the top. No, it's too high. You're, you're maybe 10 feet below the height of this pyramid. So we think a lot that, of heads. 
Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of. Are we taking a uh, um, sanity check for that? You can take a sanity check. Yeah, one d four if you fail. Oh, Why did I? I guess Naruto does oh, not care. One d four. I failed. I lost three. There. Ah. I also lost three. That is wonderful. Skulls for the skull throw. Jeez. So you end up going down a little bit lower to the ground, and then you've got this big 15 or 20 foot high mountain of skulls in front of you. And there's a way to go all the way around it, and you see bodies lying everywhere. And as uh, Dr. Neruda notices, or noticed before, just doesn't seem to be enough blood for all of these dead people. And they've been torn out. There should be... So, I mean, if they were, were they all dead already? Or were, they, were these mummified? They dead. No, I mean, it's just parts that, I'm, that are... He's talking dead. about the people that are... I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to oh. think through why the no blood. Yeah. Unless yeah. part of their demise was was having some of their juices drained, sucked out, and, and torn apart at the same time. I don't know. Now, the uh, Skull Pyramid, is it built like they're balanced, or is there like some kind of like bonding agent to... Uh... Do an idea for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping that the, the death car head is not underneath them all, but that's a pass on the idea roll. Well, you might consider doing another sand roll for this, but this this concoction this this conglomeration of skulls, it's intricately fitted together like almost like a stone wall. It doesn't seem like. It would seem like it would take architects months and months to just figure out how to do this mm-hmm. unless they use some sort of magical means to erect this. Um, it's It doesn't look like there's any mortar or anything. It doesn't necessarily look like it's stuck together, but it looks solid enough to where you think you could climb it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I assume oh, I'm not the only one thinking this. I think that if the Sedefkar heads there, it'd be that's right, uh, they'd be at the top, be at the top. Oh, yeah, definitely. That seems like the thing where we need to climb this. Yeah, well, Bloch, you have not the best leg, no, or. Yeah, I'm I'm a large man, uh, not from yeah. lifting weights, but from lifting forks. And I, <laughs> this climb has taken a toll on my leg as well. Yeah, I, I'm used to climbing. I I'm I'm an outdoors big game hunter. I've tracked high and low. I can do this. I don't want to do this, but I think we have to do this. I'm afraid we must. Well, if it's do you think it'll be easier as a pair because we can brace each other? I mean, as we get higher, the ones that are less decayed, you know, the flesh might slough off. Yeah, that could <clears> be a problem. 
Well, so if, uh, Bloch, if you'll hold the shotgun, I think Thursby and I will attempt an ascent. Of course. So I'd like you to both do two different roles. The first one is dexterity to see how well Ooh. you do. 46 out of 75. So that's a nice success. I only got 52 for 55. So you'll make it. You both start climbing. The second roll you need to make is constitution because the smell and it's... the gore and the goo and the. Because <laughs> gross. A <Yeah>. 13 <laughs> out of 75. That's an extreme. I am. Loving it. You're, yeah. You're you're used to cutting open. <laughs> I I got a heart as well. So okay. I am just thinking of this as matter. It's just yeah. Just it's just atoms and molecules. <laughs> All right. So it takes you a few minutes, but you sort of scramble up. Um you clear the top. The center of where of the top of this pyramid. It seems that all of these skulls were intricately hooked together and, and somehow magically put together against a large uh, stalagmite coming up from the floor. Um, so they've got a central brace. Mm -hmm. uh, the stalagmite is there in the center, and a niche has been cut out of the stalagmite itself in the shape of like a little oval like this. All around this opening are severed human hands and they're all sort of splayed out. So they make a kind of peacock, you know, fan around it and setting in the center on what looks like a black velvet pillow is the Sedevkar head. Um, it's glowing a little bit purple as you've seen it glow. And uh, there are purple flowers scattered everywhere. Hmm. Oh, Dr. Kurz. Yeah. This is very concerning. Yeah. My concern is that, and I'm going to take up my handkerchief and reach for the thing. My concern is that from this point on, we are uh, at some race against the clock before the migraines or the madness or the aneurysm takes its toll. Uh, but we have all the pieces. I'm going to sort of tie the handkerchief around the head. Okay, so you've you've grabbed the head, bear it, yeah, brushed, brushed the purple flowers away from it. Yes. Um, the hands suddenly don't do anything at all. Um, <laughs> you uh, you pick up the head, and even though you've wrapped it, you definitely feel like in the back of your mind that a headache might be creeping on you. Um, but you have it. Um, what do you do next? Before we climb down, Thursby, I I want to see if we can. If there's anything from this height that indicates what killed these villains, and cast my flashlight around. I'm looking for footprints in the blood or other markings. So you're about 20 feet up. You're looking down. 
and you're looking to see if you can see footprints or anything, you think you might see footprints, but do a spot hidden for me. Mm -hmm. would, would I do one as well since I'm up here? Kind of. Sure, if you're also looking around with your flashlight. Yeah. I, uh, I, a a I, regular success? Oh, there's a there's a hard success. That's good. Um, some of the bodies that were lying down there aren't there anymore. So, some of the bodies? Some of the bodies down? that were down on the floor don't seem to be there anymore. Uh, Gunther, Gunther, the, remember the body that was just 10 feet to your right. It, it, it's what, it's not there anymore. Do, do you see it? No. Um, suddenly one of the cops uh, that's on the edge of the group, uh, you hear him say, you know, like, uh, um, Major, look at this. Ah! And he suddenly is gone. Pulled yep. into the darkness. Mm. Run up. Run up. It's, time to, it's time to go. Holy Quickly, Theodore, let's get down in the way. I agree. Christoph, let's get get your men out of here. Um before you can even climb down. Uh, you all suddenly start to notice that there are at least six people on the edge of your group, kind of partly surrounding you. They're in the shadows. They're not moving like normal people. They're hunched over, and they are purposefully staying in the shadows. But um, all of the men down below... Well, the, the cops, at least, they've got their guns up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, these things are suddenly moving back and forth very quickly. And you start to hear laughter. Laughter from here, laughter from there. Um, one of the... Um, one of these figures you suddenly see run over towards the wall of the cave and go right up the side of the cave and start to move across the roof um, over to where you guys are. What do you guys do? Why did I say hold the shotgun for me? Can you remind me why I thought that was a good idea? Nah. Uh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let us retire. We'd normally go in dex order. I don't know what your dexes are, so I'm just going to go Gunter because the way you're on my screen, Dorian. Yep. Dr. Neruda. Uh, Theodore. And Dr. Kurz. Um, I should also put Caps. <laughs> fiend one, fiend two, fiend thirty-eight, fiend sixty-three. <laughs> All thirty-five of them, and uh, and the I got Christova, and what did I say? Six. Well, now five. Mm -hmm. All right, um, Gunter, you can go first. All right. Um, is always our exit cutoff. 
Um, I mean, only because these things can move really, really fast. Yeah. Um, At the moment, though, the creatures have decided to kind of play with you and torment you. Mm -hmm. They're laughing at you. They're they're jumping back. They're running from shadow to shadow. Uh, They're terrorizing you. That's why you get the first attack. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I will. uh, I've got a shotgun. So, uh, what gauge was it, Doctor Chris? Twelve or ten, whatever you wish. Okay, I just I just took what he gave me. All right, we'll go with uh, the old reliable twelve gauge, and I'll take a. uh, I'll just shoot in their general direction because you know it's a shotgun; it kind of spreads out. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. We'll say since you're doing it in their general direction, go ahead and do a roll a one d well one d three. Or D6 divided by two. Yep. Three. Okay, you're going to hit three of them. Oh. Um, go ahead and do uh, do a damage roll, but we'll divide it by three since you're using shot, a shotgun. Okay. And how far away are they? Oh, uh, 15 feet up on the ceiling or near the ceiling. Or... Okay. So 2D6 if they're 15, 15 feet away. So... Four plus six is ten divided by three, three each, and then one gets a four. Uh, You do that, you you hear them screech. It's a high-pitched, horrifying screech. Um, You can see their eyes are now glowing red. So you can see their eyes all over the place looking at you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dorian. Well, I have my carbine, so, and now we can see more with the red glowing eyes, so I'm just going to shoot at whatever one I can. Okay, go ahead. Um, and we'll just see you're hope, shooting the nearest one. Yeah, and just hope for the best. Luckily, yes, 42 out of 42. It's a success. Okay, do your damage. What is the damage on the carbine? Mm-hmm. I don't have my weapons table up. I got, I got it, I got it. Uh, hey, uh, thirty lever carbine is two d six. Two d six. Hi. Six and a five, so eleven. Ooh. Uh, you seriously injure one of them. It falls from where it was perched up uh, and hits the ground, uh, kicking and screeching as it's doing this. Um, uh, Dr. Naruta. I'm staying close to the others because uh, separating from the pack seems like a death sentence. And I'll take a Aim at the nearest one with my pistol. And take a shot. An 80 is not going to do anything, though. Okay. He got a 94, so you shoot, you miss. But he also doesn't get hit. So, Um, Theodore. 
Um, prayer will help, maybe. <laughs> which which one yeah. do? I said prayer because you were like this. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so how stable is the pyramid we're on? If I shoot, is it is it just gonna? Does it seem like it's gonna? It seems like it's pretty well constructed to be fairly solid. Oh, do do I have time enough. to? Uh, do do I have time to unsling my shotgun from my back? Sure. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'm do not that. Cost that. Yeah, as as long as the 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 creature that's up on the ceiling isn't too far away, like what 20, 30 feet, something like that. Hopefully, yeah. uh, I'll take a blast. But if it's like much farther, I'll just start climbing down. No, we'll say it's pretty close. Okay, well, I'll I'll do a I'll I'll try to you know let's let's try to get a little twelve gauge into it hopefully come on be nice 52 is a hit kaboom okay all right now watch uh, well he unfortunately got an o2 an o2 so you fire at him and he seems to just quickly move out of the way before the bullet hits and oh he leaps forward and God. lands he lands on top of the pyramid where you are and you notice that this is what happens it's very strange he leaps down as if to attack you you can see his glowing eyes and his claws as he leaps he also looks like he has fangs oh in my. his mouth as he leaps when he hits the top of the pyramid oh. he lands in a pile of those purple flowers and immediately becomes uh, as if he was getting needles pushed into his skin. He starts screaming in agony, and you see smoke rising from where his feet are touching the flowers, and he oh, dives wow. off the side of the pyramid towards the ground. Oh, uh, boy. Dr. Kurz. Yeah. Well, that was your turn, so now Dr. Kurz. Yeah, the aconite. The creatures can't stand the flowers. Collect the bouquet. Uh, and being, uh, as, having handed my firearm away, but bearing the mimsihis, I will take the, the head and the handkerchief in one hand and start climbing down with the blade out in the other. Okay. Knowing that if anything rushes at me, I have a chance to sever it. We'll give you a, a constitution roll. I'm sorry, not constitution roll, dexterity yes. roll to get down the pyramid. You can sort of slide, but that's kind of high. Ah, yeah, and 7755 is not good. So okay. So you I... start down, you lose your footing, you slide down. You're not gonna you're gonna get, take full damage because you don't hit the ground like that, but um just take one hit point of damage as you hit the ground. Oof. All the tongues licking you as you slid down. Thank you for that <laughs> image. <laughs> Enjoy that. Uh, so Christova fires at the group. Oh, it's a 24. Uh, and his... Where is it? His gun. His... Um... He manages to hit one in the head, and its head blows up. Um, 
Now, his five men that are left, I'll just do that. One hits. Oh, one got a oh, one. Nice. Uh, it's two of his men. Uh, so <clears throat> we will say oh, one. Oh, one manages to destroy one of the others. Uh, the other one takes. We'll say there's four of those things left. And now they're going on the attack. Uh, so there are five of you. Uh, one of them goes towards Kurz. Uh, he gets an 05. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a 25. It's still. Um, do you want to try to dodge, Roland? I don't know that you could dodge. Yeah, stumbling down the hill of human heads, I'm probably just, my intention is to not slice myself open with the Mimsy Heath okay. as I'm stumbling, so I just oh. sort of have a straight arm. I forget that uh, you have that. So, yeah, you can you can try to fight back. Yeah. I want to. So I shall try to slash. Is, I mean, I guess that's a brawl roll, but does the Mimsy Heath give me some bonus? I don't think it gives a bonus. But... Okay. Only for surgery, not for brawling. Yeah, no. That's only a 43 for 25. No. Okay. Luck. You swing at it, and the thing um, grabs a hold of you, and it hey. attempts to latch itself onto your neck. With its fangs. So it's grabbed you and it's coming in. Yeah. Like uh like Dracula. Uh, to get your neck, but we'll we'll wait one round to see if you can do anything. Uh let's see. The next one. Um, he doesn't manage to get anybody. Uh this one is going to go after one of the soldiers, uh, he leaps onto one of the the men and uh, takes him to the ground. You can see him also sort of diving in and trying to rip the guy's throat out with his teeth. Uh, the last one, the last one gets a 77. So he doesn't manage to get grab a hold of anyone. So we're back to Gunter. Okay, uh, how far away is uh, Dr. Curse from me? We'll say, well, five feet. I mean, you guys okay. are all kind of cornered and, and pushed together. All right, I'm going to uh, come up there and try and, uh, you know, with the butt of the shotgun, hit that thing that's on him. Okay. Okay. That's not my time. All right. Okay, fighting brawl. Um, sorry, Dr. Curse. <laughs> Miss. Um, you hit the butt of your rifle right against the thing's head, and it's like hitting a rock. Okay. Uh, Dorian. Mm, well, I guess I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, I guess. And just shoot. Okay. Or attempt to go ahead. Well, for your shot, 
the only thing I I can do in support. Oh my god, my roles are saving me. I think. Yeah. Just squeezed by on a pass 40 okay. out of 42. Uh, it failed to dodge anything. Go ahead and roll damage. Yeah, four points. Uh, Dr. Neruda. Well, I heard some vague shouting from Roland about they don't like the flowers. Right. Uh, so if I can, you said they've been sprinkling flowers onto this skull pile. Yeah, they're everywhere. So I want to scoop some up and then just start getting the one on Roland covered with them. Okay. Nice. Um, it seems a little preoccupied. When you when the flowers touch him, uh, yeah, he begins to hiss. You can see that it's burning his skin. Uh, he immediately lets go of Roland and leaps away from you. Roland is suddenly free. Um, but wherever he grabbed you, Roland, with his claws, uh, you've taken, uh, let's see, let's say two points of damage. He was extremely strong. Yeah. Uh, Theodore. See, I'm, uh, uh, there was only that one that went up on the ceiling, right? Right. Now they're all sort of running all around you. They're going mostly for the cops. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to, I need to climb back down so I can be there with my buddies. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll sling my, my shotgun over my shoulder again. So then I can use both hands to climb down. Hey, okay, dex roll. All right, dex roll. Okay, come on, be a nice dex roll, please. Ooh, wow, 11. Okay, that sounds really good. That you just sort good. of roll down the side and land on your feet at the bottom. All right, and then a con roll. Is that a, no? You know, you're you're already used to the gross. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, how? What is an eleven? Is that extreme? Oh, let me quickly check. Please stand by. For me, an eleven on dex is yeah, that's an extreme because my dex is seventy five. Then you do a sort of an acrobatic roll down, land on your feet, and I'll still give you <laughs> the chance to fire your gun. Oh yeah, let's just pull it out and. Yeah, is one near me? Sure, they're I, all I, they're all running around. I so. don't misidentify a buddy as a zombie, do I? No. Oh, that's good. All right, so let's see. But we... you said that. Oh no! There is something that no, there is something that when you say that you realize something that these things, uh, which definitely act and resemble what you call a vampire. These are cult members either in red robes or in their black suits. Um, they're definitely not outsiders of this okay. group. So they've been raised or turned or something. 
Is yeah, if right? I have a preference, yeah, I'm going to shoot for one of the suits. Okay. No, dirty, rotten. Ugh. 81. That's a, okay. So you fire, but it, it they're moving so fast. Uh, you don't quite, you, you miss it. Um, Dr. Kurz, we're back to you. Uh, so I, sl I slid down the hill. I slashed at the thing. It grabbed me and went for the neck. It got frightened off. Do you think the injury is to my forearm, my upper arm? What's yeah, to your shoulder. It, it grabbed like where your shoulder. So it's probably no. on the back of your shoulders where it. Yeah. All right. So I will address this treatment option is for later then. It's not, um, it's getting out of here first. Right. Uh, now, Gunther, I assume, also had a firearm when he came in. Yes, I had a pistol. Yes. So I'll take back the shotgun, if I may. Uh, this is a lot to sheath the memsahis to hold the head in the handkerchief and grab the gun. I, I, I don't know if I have time to shoot. It depends on proximity, I suppose. If something I'll, is, I'll see a, you have time. Is, is close upon me, then I will give it a. I will try to blast a hole in them. Uh, and twenty six is. One away from my shotgun, so I will spend the luck to okay. to make a success if he doesn't get out of the way. He got a 73, so. Good. So damage for the shotgun again is 2d6, was it? It, it depends how close it is. It's pretty close. Okay. Uh, it's 4d6 if they're right up. Yeah. Next to you, right? Yeah. If they're closer than 10 yards, it's 4d6. Aha. Uh -huh. Special yeah. dice. Closer than what? 10 yards? Yep. Yeah, everything in here is closer than 10 yards. So, okay. unless it's on the other side of the pyramid, but. Oh, five, four, three, one, 13. Okay. 13. Um, you. You blow one away. Uh, the damage done to it is too much for it to take. It falls to the ground. It's metal completely eviscerated and gone. Um, I like it. Okay. Kristoff is going to try. He's going to shoot. Um, but the thing gets out from in front of him in the nick of time. Do really quick. One. The two of the soldiers managed to do some damage. That one's eight. That one is ten. Okay, and then the vampires attack. Uh, oh. Miss. Uh, effective one, two, three. Dr. Neruda, one of the Oh, Dr. Neruda, one of the things leaps forward to try and get you, and you shove those flowers in its face, and it screams and runs away from you before it can do any damage. Uh, uh, one of the soldiers gets grabbed. You hear him scream as he's dragged off into the darkness. 
twice. Whoever's playing bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think it's a shot and, every time. Yeah. And uh, Gunter, um, one of them whip, uh, just leaps out of the shadows right behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he got an extreme. Uh, okay. Do you want to try and fight back or dodge? Getting out of the way. Yep. Yeah. No. Didn't get an ex. Didn't even get anywhere near an extreme. Okay. I got a regular. It it comes up behind you and it reaches around you with its claws, mm-hmm. sort of digs itself in and buries its fangs in your neck. Ah! And starts to try to pull you off <laughs> into the darkness. Right. <laughs> uh, but it is now your turn again. So what okay. do you want to do? Um, you said there was a bunch of flowers on the floor and, yeah. and all that. Okay, I'm going to try and just... Because I'm a large man, I'm going to just try and fling myself backwards with the goal is to land on the floor where I'm hoping he'll land on some flowers underneath me. Okay. I forgot to give you damage. Um, Oh, that's okay. Take four points of damage. Okay. Um, All right. Do a, that's an interesting, do a brawl. Okay. I, because uh, it's a fighting maneuver, I have a build one. What's his build? Oh. Um, I don't even know what their build is. Oh, I rolled a zero eight, too, so it actually might matter. <laughs> WWF. Yeah, I just said. <laughs> It's just whether I can get a bonus die. I guess it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get, even if I get a bonus die because I'm bigger than him, it's not going to matter. Their, their build is also one. Okay, so yeah, I wouldn't get a bonus die anyway. All right, I got an extreme. Okay. <laughs> so we'll say that you push him back uh, as you fall sort of backwards, uh, and he lands not only on a, a stalagmite sticking up out of the ground, but there are flowers there. So he screams... As you've done this to him, and he disengages from your neck and starts a slashing. Um, Dorian. Yes. Um, so, was, so around, who is around me right now of you guys? Gunther's obviously dealing with... You're all mm-hmm. close to one another. Okay. You're also close to the cops. Again, I I feel like the best way is to just keep shooting for now. I mean, I'm a I'm a little down on the mental capacity at the minute, so I'm just gonna shoot. Um, that is a twelve, which is a success. I feel like my luck will run out at some point. Okay, I failed. So go ahead and roll some damage. Well, one and one, so just two points. Add it to... Ah, you managed to get the one that one of the cops hit. And uh, you you have hit him in such a way that he's left with one point. So 
you've you've blasted a hole in his side and he's clinging to life but as he's clinging to life like any other horrifying undead monster he's trying to crawl around on the ground but because his motor has been his motor skills have been so damaged he's just sort of moving in a circle uh hissing and spitting and um with uh you know bearing his fangs uh, it'll only take one point to dispatch him and come back to him uh dr naruta well like a flower girl at a wedding i'm just <laughs> you're throwing flowers at them yeah uh yeah they seem to be avoiding the flowers uh they will not approach you uh, while you've got the flowers in your hand. Um, so they're just going for other people. Do you want to do anything other than that? Um, I suppose I will go and give a dusting to the one that's on the floor. Okay. If you do that, he screams, he hisses, his skin boils where it, where it touches his skin, and uh, he eventually... Uh, expires. Uh, so that reduces him. We've got two left. Um, Theodore. How close am I to the one that's on uh, on Gunther? Um, am, am I close? Kind of-ish? The one that was on Gunther is now stuck on a, a, a stalactite. Stalagmite. With, uh, oh, okay. So you can you can get that one if you want. Yeah, sure. Let's just finish. Am I close to it or whatever is sure. close to me? All right, sure. So I'll I'll just run up and like try to shove my shotgun in it. Oh heck, if it's stuck, I might as well yeah, just do that. Oh hey, there is a hit. It's it is it's just a standard hit though. I mean, but it's stuck on a stalagmite, so hopefully it can't dodge that. Correct. I can't right, dodge cool. it. And that's point um, blank. All right. That'll, so what? That'll be right, right in its... Right into his fangy mouth? Right in his mouth. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Full damage. All right. Let's see. 46. Can we roll all ones? Oh, my God. There's two ones there, but at least there's seven, eight, nine, nine points. Okay. You blow its head off. Interestingly enough, had you rolled all ones, you still would have killed it. Oh. <laughs> it already had eight points of damage gone. All right. And then uh, Kurz, Dr. Kurz. Does this, does this leave one of these things still? Just one left, yeah. And what is its position relatively? Um, trying to climb a wall so that it can leap down on somebody. Yeah, I think I am uh, given the uh, mythological ideas about the vampire. I think my response is to let the more combatant types address this and take the Mimsihis over to uh, Herr Bloch and make sure that this bite he has received does not in any way affect him. A gentle swish of the blade, perhaps. We'll cut it away before any okay. animal comes. Um, 
I would like you then to do, uh, you know, what, what have we been doing before? Medicine roll? Not really. Um, uh, Gunter, are you going to let him use the knife on your neck? Yeah, I mean, I, he's used it on me like four times already. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm developing a certain uh, reputation for reliably slicing. Mm -hmm. I think we've so, been using perhaps intelligence because although yeah. I am getting surgery points from it magically, they are, I started with none. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, the hard success, just under half. Okay. So Gunter, um, he manages to sort of close the, uh, the wound. Um, did you what damage did you take? Uh you four. You took four. Uh you heal all four. Nice. Uh, just like just like magic. Roland, do a uh do a sanity roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not not been a good night for my sanity. That's a, not successful. Make it. Um is there something one... in the tissue that I take off that looks abnormal? No, um, but I would like you to do a 1d4. Something is troubling me. Two. Okay, you're going to lose two sand, and it almost feels like, like you felt something go out of you when you healed him. Um, Gunter, you feel weak. Oh. Uh, because some of your magic points actually have been drained. Yeah. Um, uh, Christova, Christova, he, oh, he got an 09. Right. Uh, did uh, six damage. Yep. He manages to shoot and kill the last of these things. He's lost two of his men. Uh, one of his men has been injured, and the other two are okay. What do you want to do? You guys can all take, actually, a, another sanity roll for this Exit. insane. I vote yeah. for exiting. Please, <laughs> I, I rolled a 20, but that's still a fail. I rolled a 100, which is a fail. Ooh. Or so I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the best. Those of you who passed, I'll let it, you know, you don't you don't take anything. Uh those of you who failed do a 1d4. Okay. And Gunter, you're gonna take four. Just because yep. you've got a hundred. Oh. That's eight. That's not twenty percent. And I took four. <laughs> okay. So Dorian and Gunter, at the moment, you guys are full of adrenaline and you're terrified, uh, but it's going to hit you after you get out of here. Of that, that those four points of, of sanity damage will come off. Yeah. All right. So you guys are heading for the door. Oh yeah. 
Pristova is like, you have to leave the, the, the policeman that got grabbed. He doesn't even know where they are at this point. But get the fuck out. You got to get the fuck out. Um, so is that what you guys are going to do? As soon as the maniacal laughter has ended, since we're here, I'm just going to grab a hand with the memsihis and maybe take off an eyeball with it also, because they'll be useful for my companions. Gunther should have full vision. The Broska should be able to switch hands. Not going to make a um, big scene of this in front of the authorities, right? And there's okay. going to be. I'm also they're collecting flowers, and they didn't see the the head that's in the scarf. So you know, we just hurry. We're all going, but on the way out, you know, there's that arm near the entrance of the cave. I can just whack off that hand. So, Doctor Roland, since you are looking around, do a spot hidden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't go awry. Ah, 26. So that's uh, hard. Success. When you're looking, maybe it's even one of the, the ones you choose. Um, you notice that one of these cult members lying on the ground that you examine, maybe he's got a good hand. Uh, his other hand <laughs> seems to have fallen off and decayed. Mm-hmm. Um but you notice that one of his eyes is missing, and in its place there is just a like a wad of goo. And you kind of think maybe this is the guy that had Gunter's eye. Mm-hmm. And when he was okay. killed, the magical spell ended. Headache the is coming decayed. on. Yeah. Uh and since I'm sort of encouraging the authorities out of the cave and yeah. bringing up the rear, if there's a cultist who's wearing a black suit and they have any sort of identification papers on them, I'm curious. This is might be something the major could use. Um, yeah, roll a luck roll. Yeah, no good. Nice idea. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't find any papers. Intelligent conspirators don't carry unnecessary. Okay, without much difficulty, you guys find your way back out of the cave, back out into the the night. Uh, it uh, uh, you you've kind of lost track of time, although it. It only took us a little while to play that part. It probably took a few hours for this to play itself out. Uh, towards the east, you can see the light uh, has been changing. Uh, there's that sort of pale glow in the sky that'll eventually turn red and relight the planet. Um, so it's probably about, oh, 4.35 clock maybe at this point mm-hmm. um you all get out Christova doesn't know what to make of it his men are also quite 
quite broken, just their 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 will. But he is assured in his own mind that the butchers have been taken care of. And he doesn't know what that was, but obviously the butchers weren't as dead as he thought they were, but they are now. And I guess he compartmentalizes this into his mind. And it's like, we shall never talk about this again. You know, we've got to get two of my men were taken. Uh, They're heroes, uh, unrecoverable. And you guys end up uh, driving back down the hill towards the safe house. I would like to suggest to the Major that since we made the precaution of bringing some dynamite up, that it's not the worst idea to collapse this cave in case any of those blood-sucking things were hiding in a recess somewhere. Indeed, it makes total sense. Um, He sets the charges around the entrance, and with a great deal of fanfare, ba-boom, the whole, you know, cliffside sort of collapses in on itself, and there's a great deal of steam and dust that goes up into the air, and you're sure that there are now 30 tons of rock that block that entrance completely. Uh, and so the families of the again. the families of the lost officers can have a little shrine here and feel as though or no, we never want anybody to know that this is up here where nothing could ever possibly say. come out of there now. That's right. It can't turn into mist. All right. So okay. I want to make sure that I take some of these wolf bane flowers with us. Okay. You've got some. Okay. Okay. Um, I asked the uh Carl, like, who do you think called us was from from up here? Don't who are you asking? Uh, the major. Sorry, not the not the promoter. Yes, no idea. No idea. Okay, yeah. Hmm. It was very archaic what he was saying. Nobody calls a horseless yeah. carriage. Yeah, that's, that's from, ridiculous. We've had cars for from my parents' you know, generation, fifty years. <laughs> hmm. Musket balls. Nobody uses muskets. Hmm. Yes, he has no idea. And of course the 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 assault on their vehicles, our vehicles are intact. Your vehicles are intact. Yeah. You we have are. a long drive back. I would also like um to ask the major uh how near he thinks the there's a village that has a telephone. Assuming that it's associated, because we are rather in the in the hinterland here. Yeah, uh, twenty five miles. You'll be back to Chukurovo, which is where the phone call came from. Well, yeah. how many telephones do we think there are in Chukurovo? 
a few at the most. You know. So it, I, it's very early to uh, disturb the villagers, I assume, but perhaps someone knows if, say, the telephone is at the general store or some public space. Perhaps we can determine who made the phone call later today after we have rested and recovered. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine you can figure out where the phones are. Right? You just follow the wires. Well, I'm hoping that we have destroyed this cult. We've certainly seen the evidence that they were insane and had been collecting body parts. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. We'll see if now it's over. If we don't have any more incidents like this, we should be good. You guys are heroes. You've um, major uh, major Cristovo's uh, admiration and trust of you all is now in the extreme. Um, but. He doesn't want to talk about what happened at all. Oh, blame me. <laughs> He's not going to tell anyone. And he doesn't think that his men will tell anyone either. Yeah. Let them tell their grandchildren around the fire someday. Yeah. Jeez. So you end up back at the um the safe house while you're there. And then you discover that uh, you've missed the morning train. The train would have left at 7.30. But by the time you're back in, in uh, Sofia, it's a little after that. So the next train leaving is at 3.30 or 3.27 p.m., uh, which then has 19, eight, nine, 20 hours before you actually get to Constantinople. That will be your last train trip on this oh. voyage before you come to the end, uh, before you come to Constantinople. Until we so, return, of course, to France and then to England, and then that's right. you've got to go back. back. To that's true. Although you don't know that you want to, well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. That's very expensive. Uh, but you don't have, let's say you don't have passes to go back. You would have to buy them yeah. before you can go back. You've bought them forward. All right, so... Is there anything you want to do while you are still in Sophia? Um, you have all of the pieces now. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you want to do with them? I think we want to wrap them so that it's difficult for them to attach themselves. Uh, even if, well, so we arrive back in the city from the safe house, I guess we go to the hotel, the indiscreet vehicles. Back to your hotel. Back where all of your stuff is. Uh, until a, a hardware store is open or something, I will, if it is possible, attempt to perform surgeries to replace Mr. Bloch's eye. 
and the missing bits of Dubrovsky's hands. Now that you have the time to do it, yes, you can do that. In fact, you you do it so well that it looks like um, looks like their hands or their his fingers, uh, and I don't know that you were able to pick an eye color that matches. I luck suspect roll. it wouldn't be. Yeah, you can do a luck roll. There's there people have what is it called hydrochromia, where they have yep. two different colored eyes. That's what. Uh, that's what I look like now because I failed my luck roll. <laughs> you have hydrochromia. You have two yeah. different colored eyes. What were your eyes before? Uh, being German, they were probably a nice blue. Blue. You got a blue one and a green one. Oh, look into my green eye. When the, one when of them the... is one of them is nice, and one of them is evil. <laughs> <laughs> and in a, a generation when rock and roll appears, you can become the rock star. That's right. With your fascinating heterochromia. I always love the old and, man. It was just one of his eyes. And Curtis, uh, now you have a bit of the curse of having mild headaches. They're still mild, but they may get worse. Yeah, I've seen the outcome of this. Mm-hmm. We are in a very strict time limit. Uh, the, so, yeah, I think if we, if we can get to a hardware store before it is the afternoon train, something like chicken wire or something, just to wrap each of the pieces of the simulacrum so that there is a a bit of a tension. They don't rush together because I feel like if they can join while we are asleep, they might escape our our attention. The way they assembled on the bed that time has stayed with me. They did it the one time. Mm but they never did it again. That's true. Well, what city was that? I'll have to look back through my notes. Fairly early on, either in, yeah. you only had two pieces. It was in Italy. Hmm. What were the two pieces? The left arm and... The body. Trunk? The torso? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it was uh, Milan, or shortly thereafter. Milan yep. or Venice? No, Milan or Trieste. Yeah, all I right. think this is all my intentions. Oh, well, I want to... With those flowers that I took, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a way to to have them pressed. Press them in a book. You have books. I'm just thinking of preserving them because I'm con. I I think we're still being followed. <laughs> yeah, well, I have no theory whatsoever as to what turned some of the cult members into those fiends. I think it's. Do you remember that account of the Romans? Yeah, Tilius Corvus became some kind of. Yeah, some revenant thing. Yeah. Do you have folklore? I have a cult. A cult? Folklore? 
Yeah, I have a, I have a 79 and a Colt. History would work too. 60 in history. That's a 16, which is a hard success for history and a hard success for a Colt. Okay. We'll say that what you know, just off the top of your head, because, you know, when you're young, you're interested in such weird stuff. Um, go ahead. Oh, but somebody going to say something? No? No, okay. I just laugh. <laughs> oh. Um, if you look at accounts of things like vampires, we tend to think off the top of our heads that they go back forever and ever and ever. But uh, the Greeks kind of started it with their tales of Lamia uh, and, and Lycanthrope, uh, werewolves. But those stories don't really match what we think of, like Bram Stoker stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's not until like the Dark Ages that the real stories start to show up about things that come into villages and drain people's blood and turn into human beings or are human beings that were once alive but are cursed. You get a lot of that in Romania. That's why Bram Stoker set the stories in uh, Moldavia, Moldavia, Transylvania, Romania. Um, they don't go back forever. They go back to the ages after Tilius Corvus. Mm -hmm. And I also think that both that the story of Tilius Corvus does end with him saying, or the the brother of the the bride, that the monster is out there roaming the countryside. Yeah, I have a Yeah, so I want to preserve these flowers in case what has been following us just so happens to be our good friend Tilius Corvus. You'd also know from those those legends that that aconite is one of the traditional things that drives vampires away, as well as what garlic, garlic, and... yeah, crosses. So anything in? Oh, you guys are okay. So yeah, you can find the stuff you need to bind up the pieces. Do you want to look at the pieces now that you've got them all together? I would not mind before binding them, we should probably take a good look at them before we bind each one to make sure nothing is afoot. I myself would warn that none of us should look closely at the face of the head, given that other people have experienced echoes of themselves. That seems like the most dangerous potential for a refraction of whatever the animating force in this material is. And if Two I remember questions. right, where where they're separated, it's just like a clean it's yeah, it's like it was made that way. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um when you bring them close to one another, we'll just say um, without any rejection, if you lay them out, head, body, arm, arm, leg, leg. Your pain 
intensifies just a little bit. You can mm. feel it. Do any of you actually touch the simulacrum physically with your hand? When it's assembled? Well, it's not when it's together. They're not like pulling each other together. They're just sitting there on the bed. I will do a power roll mainly because of my current sanity. Because I feel... like Because I'm at 14 sanity and I just feel like... (laughs) He may do it. So I'll roll a power roll. Mm-hmm. Which what did I why did I suggest it? 81 out of 50 on my power. So he So for some just an impulse, uh Dorian, uh you reach out and touch the one that you originally touched, the left hand. And when your skin comes into contact with the simulacrum, all the pain goes away. And you have this interesting sort of feeling inside of you, like if you wear the simulacrum, all the pain go away. (laughs) I... I just feel like he's going to keep. Well, the others, I think, are going to keep you (laughs) doing it. Oh, well, he's going to, like, keep touching. So maybe. If you you touch it, yeah. Does anybody else touch Simulacrum? I mean, I've been touching the torso every night. So I'm, of course, going to. Well, if you touch it and you feel that you're suddenly comforted, the, Mm. the pain seems to go away, but you feel like you know it's been described in some of these books as like something you can wear though you have no idea at yeah. present how you do that but it's probably in the scrolls also probably a bad idea <laughs> probably yeah because there's there's something really horrific and evil with it that doesn't mean that you would, you know, you're, we're not talking crazy not nonsense like you want to slaughter everybody and take it for yourself. Nothing like that. But yeah, you just feel that those things, you somehow know that those things are intuited when you do this. Okay. So is there anything else you want to do in Sophia before you get on the train at, what time was it? Oh. You said it was 3 it's something? 3 p.m. Oh, here it is. 3 a.m.? Um, no. Uh, it leaves at 3.27 p.m. So 3.27 3, p.m. And time now? Morning, midday. I mean, we've that, for some of us, there were some surgeries. For others, more sleep. For others, the surgeries are done. Yeah, I um, mean... If if you had surgery performed on you by Dr. Curtis, you feel a little weak um, mm-hmm. because it drains you. Um, but other than that, you guys sort of pull yourself together. Um, so I'll just move from there. Just got another minute or two. Uh, you you get you get your ticket. Um, you uh, get onto the train. This will be, as I said, your last train before you go to 
Constantinople. Um, at this point in your lives, the, the train just seems like that luxury is, it almost feels as good as when you were on the dream train. You are mm. safe. You have all the pieces. Your mission is near complete. And uh, and you are quite happy. So what yeah. we will do at this moment is we will give you some rewards. Um. First of all, the two of you that took, both of you took four hit points of, I mean, uh, sanity points. Um, uh, the rest of you will get 1d4 sanity points back, uh, but you two won't. It was Doreen and, and Gunter. Yeah. And that is for recovering the head. Now you are included. You will get another 1d4 uh, for obtaining all of the parts of the simulacrum. Ooh. Ooh, one. Uh, you will get an additional 1d4 for being on the train where you now feel comfortable. And this can't go over our starting sand, right? Yes, it can. Yes, it, yeah, it, oh, can. It, it just can't go yeah, above your you max. Can, you can be saner than you originally were. I got nine back. That's well, Blessed. I wish I was like you because I got two and one back, so I am up to <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> yeah, one, one, it's and like rolling insanity over there. Hmm. And were we ever able to determine what day of the week it is? No. Ends in the letters. It's in my notes that are in another state right now. No. So. Well, let's not worry about that too much. I will allow you all to do luck rolls to replenish. Oh, there's it. Here it is. Oh. replenish. What a rotten time to roll an O three. That's I got eight points of luck back. I could replenish, and I wrote, and I got two points back. <laughs> I am not having any luck. I got eight back, also. And, and and for for getting the luck back, you have to roll your luck, and if you fail, then you yeah. get the D ten. Yeah, it's just like, like an improvement roll for a skill. Got it. Got it. Got it. And now, if there's anything else that you want to do improvement rolls on, um, uh, one I went from, from twenty nine to thirty one luck. My ones die was cocked. Do I get to re-roll both dice? No. Go I'm ahead. Not, no. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, time you the best. My fighting brawl went up. Yay. Oh, yay. I failed. Yeah, you guys have had some good rolls along the way. My listen oh. goes up. There's a reason I am now the unluckiest. <laughs> Okay. My psychology went up a little bit, and that's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, my psychology did not. I'm in a problem because I can't remember what I had to improve. Because I had some to improve, but I have not a clue. Because obviously, I'm, my I'm, I'm okay that with you... whatever you think that you might no, have improved. Because I had the issue is uh, Morgan is my uh, character sheet was like two 
previous because yeah. I didn't save Same. it. So, I mean, if you remember any rolls that you passed, like this session or last, yeah, like if you pass a spot hidden or a listen or yeah. fighting, like Ooh, you nice. or. I guess you missed with your guns. Or no, you hit something with your rifle at one point, right? Yeah, I did hit with my rifle. So that's one improvement check. And I passed by hidden. Just trying to think what else. And I'll, I'll let you continue doing that, but I will end it here. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lightley, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as a Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes. Support for the show is provided by our patrons who are listed in the closing credits. If you would like to join them, please visit our Patreon page listed in the description. Or you can use Super Thanks by hitting the button just below the screen. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Good gaming.